Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Heart Square podcast. In this episode, Rob and I chat to Chris and Reese, who are the Head of Technology and Services here at HeartSquare, and we discuss the topic of business process reviews. As you will hear, Chris and Reese have a wealth of experience on this topic, making them the perfect people to have on this episode, to really pick their brains and to really understand what a business process review is and the benefits of carrying one out. So without further ado, we'll just get straight into the episode. We hope you enjoy. Hi, Reese and Chris. Uh, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Heart Square podcast. Um, as you know, we're going to be chatting around um, the topic of a business process review today. Um, but before we get into that, um, I hope you could do uh, a really, really quick intro into yourselves um, and your role here at Heart Square. If I could start with Chris, please. Uh, yep. Hi, Ellie. Um, yeah, so I'm Chris Gilbert, I'm Head of Technology and Services at HeartSquare, um, and I have been through, I suppose, various roles at my time um, with the with the company. So I've been a, a consultant um, and through to, to the current role and, and undertaken a lot of different projects in that time. Um, so really looking forward to talking about business process reviews. Great. Thanks, Chris. And Reese, if you could do a quick intro as well, please. Will do. Um, yeah, so I'm Reese Evans. I'm um, also head of technology and services at HeartSquare. Uh, Similar to Chris, been uh, worked with HeartSquare for quite a long time in in various different guises, particularly as a, a consultant for a, a deal of time. Done a lot of projects, a lot of business process review related projects, and, and those where it's been a kind of hot topic of discussion. So yeah, looking forward to uh, to getting into it. Really brilliant. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us this morning. It'd be good to, to have a chat about this. Um, and actually, to start with, if that's OK, you know, business process reviews possibly mean different things to different people. Um, certainly one of those areas where I know people talk to me and they aren't always talking about the same thing. So could we just start with actually, you know, as you say, you've done lots of that work. What what are we talking about when we talk about this is a business process review, like definition and context? Um, well, for, for me, I think um, it would be the uh, the kind of systematic review of how people do their job, essentially the, the day job, um, the, the the kind of the key uh, mechanisms in place, the sort of the the tools, the uh, the way of um, going about using those, um, and really the the purpose being um, a way to then find gaps or possible areas of, of improvement um, that can be addressed uh, and that might be able to be addressed simply with, you know, simply just agreeing to not do something or do something differently or might actually be more significant than that and might need some sort of um, wider discussion or, or kind of you know, policy change or something along those lines. So um, the, I think probably the, the outputs and the techniques and all of those things around what a business process review could entail differ depending on, on you know the, the the situation but i think it's the the aim of it is really to try and help to i suppose uh document understand and, and improve on the current situation yeah I, yeah yeah all, all those things um i think the it's quite an interesting one when you actually get into the the, the meetings where we do do the business process reviews of of people describing what a business process is um you know really it's we're trying to explain it as you know most organizations involve the kind of repetitive activity of getting something done uh, and that happens in a sequence that that sequence is ideally quite consistent involves multiple parties doing multiple things 
to achieve something and and um and that's what we call describe a process and then that the review is generally yeah either either that process is understood or not understood uh and um the the review is just having a look at you know what is that process what does it do how does it do it is it doing the things that it's supposed to be doing is it doing it well is it doing it badly um and trying to generally get people in in a room uh, and try and explore those kind of topics thanks guys that's so that's useful yeah so as you said that's it's about reviewing how people are working how people are going about doing the doing their day jobs um so are there specific prompts that you see so if you kind of get into the right we understand that everyone has business processes therefore so what what triggers a process review or what might trigger a process review why would a non-profit um, embark on one yeah yeah i think there's probably uh kind of a best case and a worst case scenario for why for why it happens i think the best case is um that when you know you're doing something well um and you you want to make sure that you continue to do things well you know you've got you've got a process you've got a way of doing things that you know delivers quality it's really important to your organization that you consistently do things and, and get good outcomes because you want to make sure that you know your your members are are kind of well serviced in terms of what what gives them the things they need that your your kind of supporters are engaged with in the right way that you kind of take the money consistently that people give it you and you convert it into into um kind of services that do useful things for people if you're doing that well then it makes a lot of sense to understand how you do it well, why you do it well, who's involved with it, um, and what they do that that makes you good at it. And and so sometimes there's definitely people um, look at it from the point of view as we want to kind of bank that and make sure that we're resilient against staff change, external influences, all the things that could stop us doing this as well as we do it now. Therefore, let's let's have a look. That's one document and and always be permanently looking for ways that we could improve because I think that's that's a kind of sign of a very healthy mature organization the more likely case I think generally is a more reactive it is is either a sense of there is more of a intuitive rather than structured way of getting things done so we're not completely sure what our process is um, or whether we describe it as a process or we have a process we have a feeling that it's probably convoluted uh, and it includes steps that are not valuable not beneficial that you know the the kind of the, the handover between people may not be be effective we might not be capturing the data we want to or all those kind of warning signals that from a distance something's not everything it should be and therefore there's a need to to kind of understand um, what is happening and why and, and where it can be improved and that's probably the more more common reason that that we engage in um, in a business process for your organization sees the need for one and, and I, I think I would also say that the there's often a, a kind of a trigger point of the sort of the, the the when something should be carried out like that I think we'll particularly for us at Arts where we would see a, a project um, on the horizon that is going to rely on a client needing to know what what it is they're trying to do and how they're trying to do it um, because they're going to need to tell say a, a the technology partner to to recreate that in some form or replicate you know steps within it um, it's incredibly difficult or so you know I think it's probably a, a big red flag that we would see and, and highlight if we were working with that client to say well 
if you can't point to anyone that can confidently, at, probably at the very least, confidently talk through what their process is and how they do it and how they consistently do it, um, and or you know potentially show us something that's written down to that effect that, that kind of you know breaks down um, those steps and and, and important um, stages. The, the biggest risk I think is then that you either have an, an assumption that a technology partner will just or your project will just kind of flush those things out and sort them out for you as you go which is very often not the case um, or that you will somehow that the, the technology itself will will clarify and write those things um, once you're live and it will kind of just you know it'll almost it'll almost do the work that you you ideally needed to have done before that um, and the knock-on effect is 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 you know I think certainly we've we've seen it in lots of projects where if it's not tackled early on, it builds momentum as being an issue, which goes through discovery with people not being able to give clear indications of what they need and why, maybe asking for things they don't need or asking for things that they they do but not adequately being able to describe them, and that moving through then to impact the things like change management and the the significance of actually taking the next step and saying we're going to move to this new solution or this new new way of doing what we do and and actually there being very little that that's that that confidence is being built on um because there's nothing really tangible it's all either still in people's heads or it's it's something that's a kind of conceptual or it's held you know in, in different ways between different people yeah good point so that on your points there are oh, that last few things there chris that's talking about where um the organization the nonprofit is embarking on like a technology change you know they're introducing new technology is that one of the questions you get asked about kind of how the sequencing i guess between a business process review and, and a technology replacement project um because you know, i've certainly heard people talk both ways around about you know map to be wait to pray as is for them is that one of the questions that gets thrown towards you guys yeah i think i, mean, I think we probably flush out a lot of this a lot of uh, we have a lot of related conversations that that touch on the significance of whether processes are internally well managed and um, you know documented and, and kind of agreed upon um, at the earliest stages. And they often get you know when you're going through requirements gathering and why do you need that and you know what 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 is it that you are looking to gain from your new solution or the aspirational things that you have. They often start to falter when you can you know I mean if I've can recall very clearly having two people who sat next to each other who literally sat next to each other and did exactly the same role um been do doing it for a number of years with a charity um and then only through having a discussion about business process did they realize that they did something completely differently in exactly the same area um so there's a there's a benefit i suppose in tackling the discussion around business process in a formal way and kind of making something of it as part of your initial stages of your project and recently I did a um, a large piece of work jointly with with a charity um, a few years ago where that was trying to I suppose it was trying to fill a gap really where they they had just generally nobody had ever written down what they do nobody ever really thought about the impact of it and they were embarking on a, a hugely significant change to their CRM solution and that was across hundreds of different staff and different departments um, and they through the, the through the kind of earlier conversations i think they they realized that the more we pointed to those things as being risks there was a buy-in to tackling it wanting to do something about it 
um and then actually that that builds also um an element i think of investment from people that actually going through a business process review it, it starts them thinking about the efficiencies and the potentially the lack of, of of those in a lot of cases and you can you can you know there are quick wins there are things that you can very easily spot and just say well why don't you just you could agree that now or you could often agree this you know in the next week or so that's still taking you a step forward and helped you in some form um so it's i would say that it's probably a technology project for us is is both a good catalyst for something like a business process review but the danger is i think i've also worked with organizations where they've largely felt that it's either a nice to have or it's something that is going to be solved further down the line with other work but have more often than not then reflected once they've gone live oh i really wish we'd actually spent time doing that work because now we see what you were talking about and the kind of the knock-on effects and we're having to kind of deal with it in um you know past the point really where we've we've, we've had other opportunities to tackle it yeah i can see that and i think that ties in with your earlier point Reese, doesn't it about um you know one of the benefits being about looking for where there is consistency i mean chris rightly highlighted that kind of you sit next to each other you just get your head down and do your thing and it turns out the person sitting next to you doing the same thing is doing actually something completely different um but that opportunity to build consistency to adopt best practice so have those conversations early with that yeah no i think that's that's um a real benefit i think that you know the thing that i found with nearly every um kind of business process review project is like the very act of starting it getting people into a room and, and kind of providing a, a way of articulating what people do you almost get an instant benefit that people start coming around a description of what it is they do and how they do it so you're you're already already starting to close that gap between people doing their day-to-day -day, uh and, and actually kind of just just getting on with it and not worrying too much about what other people are doing um i think that i mean it's after every podcast comes around to this point it's it's become acutely uh, more apparent that when people are working remotely that there's probably a greater need to have some kind of shared definition of what it what it is that you do and, and how you actually achieve it so um so yeah i mean it, it's remarkable when it happens uh that people are doing the same process in a very different way when they're sat next to each other it's probably less so when they're in you know they're pretty much isolated from each other and they you know that's where there's a real benefit of, of actually kind of coming together and and actually putting to investing the time into um increasing that that definition and that, that level of clarity and um yeah and i think that you know that i do really agree that with the the surprising benefits that come from it i think sometimes you know there, there's some there are known to be real problems and Know, that you kind of get into the room and sometimes you spend time fashioning out those problems but more often than not when you when you end up talking through a process there is a, a kind of a, a a lightning ball moment when you realize there's you know there's a either a a kind of a, a sign-off gateway or there's a handover or there's or is a particular part of a system not being used where it's completely evident that the process would be an awful lot better if you just did that and if everybody did it and if it was a particular way either do it or not do it and i'll take it out and make it simpler and because it doesn't really add much to what you're doing and then people kind of go out and then you kind of you know you go and write it up and share it with them and, you, and then the next time you speak to them, you're a bit like well actually we went out of the room and agreed we were never going to do that again and it's already started being beneficial so the act of doing it is is, is already starting to help 
uh, improve the kind of the, the kind of collective responsibility for that process and, and how you do it. But I think in, in a technology project, because I think, you know, when when do you do a process review is, a, is, is definitely, you know, because they are a significant investment, you know, of time. And I think that that does need to be recognised. So ideally, you would do them as part of working out what the right options were to to do. You know, do you want to replace your system or can we get more out of the current system? And should we look at that first? Definitely, it really helps to do to do your definition of what your new system should do to support your process if you have a process that you can refer to when you're having that discussion but I think one of the really important places for it to happen for me is almost kind of part of the, the kind of the, the change management and adoption process when you have invested a lot of time and money in building a uh, of, of making a technology change and for that to be well aligned with your process if that's a that can be a very good time to say can we just make sure we're documenting how we do things uh, and how they should be done and how we have designed this system to best enable us to do this process because we know we want to we want to to get the, the benefit from it and mm -hmm. the more that that process stays in line with with that system the more that's going to be the case the more that drifts over time the more we're going to end up probably needing to to kind of come back into a room and do a big exercise and, and bring it together so I think having that that kind of time to review process is a is a good change management tool as much as anything okay that's interesting so yeah so what you're saying is that uh, a couple of key things for me from that around it's not kind of a one-off exercise you know it's a uh, you know there, there are different different uh levels maybe of to, is that what it is it is like you know, like say kind of a, a holistic upfront review just to make sure you're set on the right path and then as you're implementing new technology it's part of that change that you are reviewing revising and uh, and updating your processes to build the consistency and help to derive the benefits of the new tech is that how, yeah how absolutely they, they kind yeah. Of align together yeah and i think probably you know there's not there's not one way to do a business process review and i think there there are options about what level of depth you go to and i think that's that's depending on at what phase of that you are in terms of before you've made the change if you're in the process of making the change and when you're in the kind of the process of trying to i suppose lock down the changes you've made and make sure that everybody's working in in the new fashion and all the the kind of the, the behaviors have changed there are Probably in the early earlier phases of that, it's more about trying to to kind of flush out a lot of the issues and the challenges rather than getting very, very kind of detailed um, visual process maps. I mean, that is a, that is always helpful, but it's probably less of a priority at that point. As you get to that later phase, when I think when you're trying to have something which is going to be a really strong foundation for you know helping people adopt the system helping people who weren't involved with the development of the system understand how it aligns with business process making sure that people join who join the organization have something visual they can refer to about how that how things should be done that's when it probably gets more into having a i mean what we would call a cross-functional um, flowchart which is having kind of lanes for the different roles involved and what their activity is and and how they relate and that's where it's probably you would spend a different you'd have a different emphasis with what you would do with the time um, for a business process for you and yeah you know, i think i think the other the other kind of knock on to that as well as the kind of like what to what level do you go to with with these 
you know the, the kind of the assessment the process the the, the, the kind of the uh, the workshops that, that you're undertaking I think it's also I think I suppose probably a personal frustration I have with with work that I've done in the past um, is the feeling that whilst in of itself it's incredibly valuable you get a sense quite quickly whether people are actually up for the challenges that are being flushed out and and it's actually one of the one of the dangers in a way is that it just becomes shelfware it, or whatever gets produced just becomes a, a a bit of a tick box where we kind of did that process review great you know we've either got maps or we don't but we've got documentation of some kind we've probably got all these recommendations but you, you i think as an organization you need to have an appetite to want to actually address those things because that they're they're not all going to be quick wins they're not they're not going to be you know that there are those great ones where you have either in the room or you know as people are kind of you know meet, get meeting together at their next opportunity to say oh, let's just not do that anymore let's do that differently or con more consistently but there are a lot that we flush out which are you know they're significant strategic things that would need to change and need to be agreed and if if the hope was that through going through the business process reviews it just kind of makes all of these things happen i think as a client you're going to be disappointed because because the, the it's a it's a passing back of um, a, a load of um, content and collateral that that has huge value. But if it's not going to be taken forward, then largely it's lost all of that value straight away. Um, and and that's a tough thing because I think it's trying to you're 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 trying to sort of almost second guess as probably as a client what you're going to receive back um, from a process review. Uh, you're 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 trying to I suppose understand the the immediacy of some of those things some of those things may not be um polit pol kind of politically well received um you know th th there's there's huge amounts of things that come out through business process reviews which could just be about the way that people interact with each other you know with you're talking about cross-departmental processes and things like that if if almost the process in, it, in itself is okay but the way that it's enacted between different teams is not particularly you know consistent or, or or there's something kind of almost in the in the relationships between those those different entities that oh, is where the problem is that's that's far more complex to sort out than just saying we're not going to keep printing out that document at the end of that process so so i think that's that's the thing that that's really it, it's i suppose it's trying to make sure that you go in with your eyes open as a as a client you know lining up your your teams and and you know everyone involved to understand that it is the start of an overarching set of work rather than it's a kind of just a simple package it up it's done delivered right let's move on and and, and do the next bit of our technology project or the next bit of our kind of working working life yeah i think that the only thing that i, I wanted to, to to flag is um that it's not all kind of remedial and and issues you know based i think you know there are quite a, a number of, of points within a review where it's looking at kind of opportunities and, and good things and where you know there is particularly I think when you where you can do things that are kind of cross-functional where you can possibly get people from other departments you know to be in either the session or to have a look at the output of some of those reviews and, and you know there's a oh you do that do you that that's great I didn't know you did that that's you know that would actually give me a piece of information that I could take to somebody else and that would be really valuable to me so I think it is it's uh it can be a creative or instigate some kind of creativity and innovation and opportunity off the back of it it's not all you know kind of 
beat yourself up for for the fact that you're you're not as efficient as you should be. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, yeah, and it's interesting hearing you, both of you talking. You're talking about kind of you may not put it like, but you're talking about outputs as well as outcomes. There are two different layers to it. There, there's the outcomes of naturally holding those workshops and sharing and understanding what other people are doing outcomes down the line but I just want to come back a little bit to outputs because it is something I think Chris you said something about you know often clients are kind of second guessing what they're going to get out of a, a BPR which makes sense right the people don't really necessarily know can we just can you just give us a bit more insight into kind of what potential outputs there might be I think you mentioned flow diagrams or documents etc the kind of pros and cons or strengths and weaknesses of each of those levels of outputs specifically um yeah sure and so I suppose it's you know we 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 have different terms for different types of process work that that we do that you know the services that we provide so i suppose on the one hand as an output you would be looking for um potentially the 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 kind of the summary of the kinds of challenges the kind of um the, the current state um and a series of recommendations so i suppose more of a formalized set of um opportunities recommendations um issues those categorized into um, yeah, strategic quick win, you know, future, you know, potential future kind of pieces of work. Um, th those, I suppose, are a record of a workshop, a record of a session um, and reflections on those. So they are um, their outputs kind of per per workshop. And then potentially if there are sessions you're running you know, cr cross departmentally or any of those sort of things, those would also be re-wrapped up. So you would have within one set of outputs you would you would have a a very substantial library of information and accompanying those um, in the way that we do them you would have them visual process maps so kind of pros and cons I suppose or, or pros and cons of, of that set of outputs is that it is almost a a personalized collection you know if you were a membership manager and you looked at the collateral that you got from your your membership sessions you would have those very clearly laid out for you the kind of opportunities risks you know the, the things you might need to address all packaged together for you a visual representation which i think is one of probably the most beneficial elements if there is no written down process in place at all in an area or an organization in general that they've not done that i think some of that is just looking at that from from a, a distance, you know, as a, as a team or as a head of department, whoever you might be, and seeing it visually and seeing all of the different touch points and the kind of it's often, I think, where we get the reflection of, wow, that is a ridiculous process, isn't it? Um, you know, why, why do we do it like that? That You know, no wonder it's as, as difficult to kind of maintain or as difficult to expand and, and increase the scale of. So I suppose that's that's a, a level of content and a um, a, a kind of a set of um, next steps that would be really clearly laid out um, and the way I think that we would always try and make sure that those are landed with a client was that we would then do also a kind of a playback session of those so a high level breakdown of you know what's been found because obviously if you think about doing you know 10 workshops however many multiple different processes you've mapped through that that's a huge amount of content to then sift through and work out where the priorities lie to do those those next pieces of work so being able to kind of have that presented back as being well we think you know the the, the top five in these particular areas are these things to address um, the other side of that is that you almost you defer the idea of doing the 
the kind of the heavy process analysis work and the process mapping and you go for a higher level assessment um, which probably means that you can get across more processes you're, you're less caught in in documenting it you know those at um, a very granular uh, in a very granular way certainly you're not doing them in a visual way but what you're left with is something that that relates more to the risks and uh, complexities based on a number of different factors and you're kind of assessing them in that form and then the next phase of work would you be able to use that to then say where do we want to say go through a, a, a detailed process mapping and create diagrams from that so it's it's different ways of tackling the same problems but it's just based on probably based on availability of, of staff it's based on you know the in some ways maybe it's based on the 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 confidence you have or lack of confidence you have in the value of going and spending a huge amount of time doing that work when you're not entirely sure where you'd best put your efforts. Um, and I think it would give you that that second option allows you if you're an organisation with maybe tighter resources or a feeling that you do some things pretty well, but you're not quite sure where more value could be gained from from certain areas. Um, that you actually then go and, and delve deeper into those those particular kind of problem areas and you only invest that time in those areas rather than trying to stretch it across everybody. Um, so in, in both cases, I think the same outcome would be a way of summarising those and kind of playing those back to a core of of um, of our of our kind of main contacts of that organisation and saying, these are the reflections that we found at a high level you know this is not just sort of thrown over the fence to you and you know good luck with with how you you kind of extrapolate information from it and, and move forward it's very much just sort of trying to handhold you know quite what you do with this as an organization now to then go off and actually do something meaningful with it yeah i think i think that um the the approach we've taken um, on, a, on quite a few occasions of, of trying to take that kind of helicopter view and, and have a look at all the processes that, that, that in scope for an organization and have a look at where the problems are you know uh, before we kind of do the deep dive and go into the, the kind of mapping level and the uh, and a lot of the kind of the, the more intense workshop level has been really beneficial for a lot of organizations because it does give you that more kind of holistic one wow we do all these things and and this is you know the, it gives you a way to almost kind of it doesn't quite quantify but it de definitely sh shows you how your organization and its activity kind of breaks down in a in a format that most organizations don't have and um, and i think you know in terms of where where there is value in in kind of deep diving there's is it in things that are absolutely central to the organization that they know they need to do that's really important i mean i've worked for Kind of grant management organizations and our grant management processes were absolutely sacrosanct you know they the better we got those the better we were as an organization and everything and a lot of things that stood on the periphery were not as important you know they they were they needed to happen but if they were less efficient it was less impactful because we did it you know we did it a few times a year rather than every single day with multiple participants and and you know the th also the thing that we as an organization were uh, was measured against you know that, that how how well we do that is how well we did as an organization more or less and i think that you know i think there so those are things that are pretty evident that it's worth doing a deeper dive on i think the other area where i think business process ties uh ties into quite closely is data because most um, 
most of the time when we you know kind of go into organizations that are talking about what insight they want or what dashboards they want or what they want to what they want to kind of um kind of understand and share the the issues relate in some part to how well they acquire information and how you know what processes actually generate data the quality of the of the data they generate whether they are you know kind of whether processes that should be bringing information from from other parties and um you know really you need to start at you know which which processes either acquire or handle data and how well are they doing that because that's the way in which you will bring quality in and give you the basis with which you can do some of the good stuff and, and start talking about insight because you, you know, you've kind of ironed out some of the issues around what you have and how useful it is to you really. Yeah super sort of interesting to hear you know a bit more about those outputs and as well you know further on those benefits and also as you say how it links with data um i guess i had a question around you know as you work with clients on these projects do you find there's any sort of perceptions that they have beforehand um you know that you would you could debunk for example um or anything like that that you know you might see people perceive that the business process review will do or achieve that might necessarily not quite add up really just get your thoughts on that I'll give you I'll give you two I suppose from from slightly different perspectives I think the one that I'd mentioned before which I think certainly the perception that um, the project that is to come next you know whether that's implementation of a, of a technology or, or, or something else it is actually going to um, largely sort this stuff out anyway so it's kind of not really that important um, or will or will use this and it will kind of it'll naturally solve these issues in time um, you know that's that's all going to be um, it's just a given uh, and I think that's probably one of the most um, regularly uh, debunked um, you know through through personal experience um, perceptions you know if we're if we often will say that I think and reiterate it but then actually the reality bites and unfortunately it happens generally generally too far into a project to really be able to be then kind of grabbed and pulled into a, a really positive state or if it is it's 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 a, a lot of work for for a lot of different people and a lot of internal investment at the time so that's the kind of I suppose the um the, the not so good perception I think I think one of the things that's interesting is that um I think from from having done a lot of workshops in my time the um the slightly backhanded compliment of oh that was actually really interesting that was really useful uh that you get from a lot of people that that attend those sessions where there, there is almost a this sort of idea of like well I'm slightly skeptical that there's going to be much value in this I know what I do I know what you know the other people in my team do um but a kind of an oh actually I, I kind of didn't we've never actually sat down and done this we've never made the time for it um and so I think that the the perception of it almost being a little bit unnecessary or or um from an operational perspective probably from from people that are kind of there doing doing the work that it's almost a um what what's it really going to add um is is a is a very very consistent piece of feedback I think that we get across the board so and that's obviously lovely to hear because it's the last thing you want to hear is the is the complete opposite to it but it is it's quite telling I suppose into no matter how well you prepare a lot of people for that and prime them with what you're going to cover and why that actually there's still that element of it sometimes not being seen as being that important or useful and, and so hopefully trying to kind of change that perception 
Um, we there's one example in particular that jumps out for me. I think that that is for a very a very very large organisation that we work with, where I think there was there was an individual, a couple of people uh, knew that they knew they needed to gather some information for a particular piece of work about how um, how a certain department worked or a couple of departments worked, and they basically said, you know, they asked us to come in and do some business process work with them. And, and I think probably a lot of the people on the periphery were a little bit sceptical. It's like, OK, well, you know, yeah, get on with it and we'll see what happens. And I think what's actually uh, happened is, you know, we uh, one of our consultants went in there, went in. I suppose we brought the benefit of of almost kind of decomplicating the process and saying, ultimately, we'll we'll just come in and do it. You just put the right knowledge in the room and we'll make it happen and then we'll give you the output and and take it from there and we didn't make a, a massive kind of song and dance of it and basically it it happened that once that team kind of came out of there and they got the outputs and a lot of activity started coming out the back of it that other teams departments i think got interested and are a bit like you know this this one team over there is walking around saying we know what we do and we can tell other people what we do and then, and then everybody else was like i quite i'd quite like a piece of that myself you know could we could we have that kind of uh, that piece of work and and therefore they've 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 kind of started small and and grown from there and therefore it's almost carried the good the good kind of vibe around it and the benefits have traveled kind of in a word of mouth organic way and I think that's another way you can do it I think rather than the, the way that we've kind of described is almost like take the helicopter view of your entire organization zone in the problem and go in and and and, and kind of attack it the other way to go is to, is to start start small and, and and build and show what the the benefit is of of that kind of that self-realization that that kind of process of of starting to to feel like you you kind of own your own space your own work uh, and I think and the, you know the organization in question and I think this is common of a lot of organizations we work with probably felt that they were too complex to document that they were too singular unique what they did was kind of mercurial you know it was it was impossible to, to get down and it wasn't it would particularly when you you know you kind of get somebody who's very good at making what appears to be very complex and talking it through in a structured methodical kind of sequential manner that's it's just the it's just a skill in facilitation really in doing that yeah thanks for that no that was that was really good to hear and um yeah nice to hear you know that there was you know the they all saw the value in it once you do it um i think that's Sometimes you don't know until you do it, really, do you? Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a really good and positive point to round us up today. I'm just conscious of time. Um, so I just yeah, want to say thank you both for joining us today. There was loads of really great practical stuff in there. I'm sure that the audience will appreciate. So thank you again for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for indulging our uh, enjoyment of business process reviews. <laughs> that's all I can say. Thanks very much, Ellie and Rob. Cheers. So we really hope you enjoyed this episode. It was really great to have a chat with Chris and Reese on this topic, and I'm sure you will agree that there were some really great tangible insights to take away from this episode. From really understanding what a business process review is, to some of the key benefits and outputs of carrying one out at your organisation. 
So that brings us to the end of today's episode. If you are enjoying our podcast, be sure to leave us a review and even better still, subscribe so you will get notified of the latest episodes. Don't forget, you can always follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter by searching Heart Square, where you will find loads more content on the themes of leadership, digital, culture and capability. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.